So my plan is to give you the inside scoop on what we've been working on at Flock over the last kind of three to four months. We've actually launched an entire new division of the company, and this is the first time that I'm talking about it publicly. Well, if you're one of our many fans listening to this on your run, bike or morning walk, then you may have to fit in a few extra minutes today. It's another extended edition, but definitely worth it. Ed Klinger and Flock are successfully pushing ahead in so many areas, connected sensors, embedded insurance, running experiments, growing the business, finding funding, and a whole lot more. I guarantee you're going to enjoy this, and there's a lot to learn too. Matthew Grant here, and if this is your first time inviting us into your ears, I am delighted to welcome you along. Well, whilst we still can't offer you a chance to join the crush, share a glass of wine with us in the steel yard in London, our community has definitely been growing rapidly over the last year. And you're going to be listening to this along with hundreds, maybe even thousands of others. Well, we've got a lot to get through this week, so that's enough from me. Let's find out what Ed had to say. Ed, we've been waiting a long time to have you on the Instec London podcast. We now feel we've got to the point we're ready for you. So uh, delighted to have you joining us. Thank you for having me, Matthew. I'm very excited. Now, you've done lots of these before. You've been on stage, you've been on podcasts. Uh, you're one of the most well-known uh, insurtech growth organizations out there. So uh, my, my, I guess my challenge is for people who've uh, heard you before is to keep this interesting and relevant and different. So any, any hints of what we're going to be talking about along those lines? So my plan is to give you the inside scoop on what we've been working on at Flock over the last kind of three to four months. We've actually launched an entire new division of the company, and this is the first time that I'm talking about it publicly. So Matthew, you're the first to hear it, and, and the listeners of Insect London will be, will be the next. Wow. Well, I am honoured, and I hope, I'm sure we're going to do it full justice. So just, we'll just jump in with a bit of your background for those that don't know you. So you have I've got a background, interesting combination, engineering, economics, and management from Oxford University. And then you left there and you took on the role of CEO of Flock in 2016. And you very quickly over those years you know, become one of the leaders or maybe the leaders in commercial drone insurance. Um, also, you've, like many of our guests, you've been alumni of Lloyd's Lab. So you're definitely not standing still. And uh, great to hear that you're kind of moving into this new insurance lines. So uh, a lot a lot to cover today. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to give you the full story. So ask away. Good. Well, I think one of the things that stood out for me just watching you over the years and, and knowing Anton Penner, who I believe founded Flock before you actually joined. But so he had the company going and then you took, you were doing a master's at Cambridge after your degree at Oxford. Uh, what's the story about how you came across Flock and Anton and decided to, to join the company? Yeah, so so after my engineering degree at Oxford, I actually specialised in Oxford uh, on biotechnology, um, specifically on on brain cancer technologies. So technologies that could uh, destroy brain cancer using high intensity focused ultrasound. Uh, a little known fact that I, I spent an entire year in a lab trying to build that equipment and study that equipment. And what I learned at Oxford was that you can come up with some really cool technology, but actually getting that technology to market. It can be an extraordinarily difficult, lengthy process. 
Um, and that's why I went on to study technology policy at Cambridge. I wanted to learn how you could take the kind of wonders and beauties of engineering science and actually apply them to the real world where you have to deal with things like civil society and regulation and policy. So in my in my technology policy course, I ended up digging deep into drones and driverless cars and AI. Those were the kind of three areas that I really focused on. I was super excited about what the future holds for these three uh, industries. But again, they are encumbered by or held back by uh, reality, by, by the way that they're perceived by the public, by regulation, by insurance companies. Um, and that, that was really the core theme that I was exploring in my thesis papers was how can we help these industries thrive and grow and proliferate? And the, the kind of common thread that I drew between them was actually risk. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of unknown, confusing and often difficult to identify risks in the drone space, in the motor space, uh, and in the space of kind of artificial intelligence. And I published a thesis paper, a few actually, arguing that we needed a better and more scientific analytical approach to risk in these emerging industries. By complete coincidence, Anton Penner, uh, who actually founded Flock, as you, as you said, was working on just this problem. He was at Imperial College London at the Data Science Institute, and he had built what was at the time the world's first software for quantifying drone flight risk using real-time data. Uh, and I was introduced to Anton because the two thesis papers and ideas that we were talking about publicly were very similar and very well aligned. Funnily enough, the person who introduced us was, was actually Dan Garrett, who is the CEO of a company called Fairwill. Um, which is now one of the fastest growing technology companies in London. And Anton was the original founder of Fairwill. So him and Dan were working together. I'm one of Dan's uh, kind of long family friends. And, and, and Dan facilitated the introduction between Anton and I. I was supposed to be starting work at Blackstone, which is a private equity company. Anton was already actively the founder of Fairwill. We both quit those respective roles. We started Flock as a risk analysis company. And we never looked back. That is a, a brilliant story. I mean, it's just a sort of reminder of that, you know, the days when we maybe were a bit closer together physically, but I guess it now happens remotely. Uh, you know, these happy coincidences that result in you know, what has become a fascinating company. And then in just in terms of, you know, the funding for the business and, you know, how you started off and where you are today, it's always helpful to know, you know how people have found their funds and, and what they're looking at going forward. The original idea for Flock actually got funding back in 2015 from Innovate UK. Uh, and we are we remain to this day immensely grateful for Innovate UK. We've won five government grants um, to fund the research and development part of Flock, um, which is really the core of what we do is this kind of data risk engine. And that that was funded initially by Innovate UK. When I joined the business, um, we raised a venture round back in 2016. And since then, we've been backed by uh, venture capital and angel investors. Um, we've raised a few rounds of financing, an, an angel round, a pre-seed round, and a seed round. Um, and our next round is our, is our Series A, which we're uh, actually undertaking at the moment. And then just on the product itself, so you touched on it there a bit, but just for those that, that don't know you, so make sure I've got this correct. So you have been providing insurance for commercial drone operators using the, the analytics of the flights of the actual drones and also actually harvesting some quite good data along the way. And then you're actually functioning as an MGA. So you don't have your own underwriting capacity, but you're using uh, capital from Allianz and uh, Somper, I believe. Is that is that right? And is there anything else we should sort of talk a bit more about in terms of how the business works? Uh, yeah, so that, that's almost entirely correct. Um, the product description was excellent. We should probably have you in our sales team, Matthew. Um, so, so what we do is we provide uh, insurance policies for drone pilots 
and uh, and others actually. And we'll talk about our, our next step into commercial motor um, in, a, in a little while. And the way that we provide that insurance, rather than kind of traditional bulky, uh, inflexible annual policies, we break down the underwriting process and we provide bespoke micro duration insurance policies, which are priced uh, based on the very specific conditions of you, your business, your pilot, your flight. Um, so we may price a specific flight at £5.95 for the hour because it's being undertaken in a relatively safe area and the weather looks good and you're using a low value drone. Whereas someone else using a much more expensive drone in a much more congested area um, in, in poor weather conditions might pay £175.63 for that flight. And what we do uh, alongside that is we provide a pretty comprehensive and very visual risk management tool to you, the drone pilot, and to your business. So you can actually see exactly why your flight costs exactly what your flight costs. And as you move and as you change your time of takeoff and as you change your drone, your price will change according to the risk that you're taking. So what we're really doing is we're actually incentivizing better behavior, lower risk behavior, and we use price as, as an incentive mechanism to do that. With respect to capacity, you're, you're absolutely right. We're an, we're an MGA, but we're actually also a broker. Uh, so we're an MGA with Sompo International. We have delegated underwriting authority from Sompo, who have been really brilliant. And um, we partnered with Sompo because we're actively expanding into Europe via Flock GmbH, which we which we recently set up. Um, with with Brexit looming, we set that that company out. Um, and we work with Sompo to actually expand our existing product suite into Europe. But we're also building entirely new products with Sompo. Uh, we're building products for drone delivery for drone swarms and for drone applications, which may not even exist yet. Uh, we, we love working with Sompo because they, they provide us with that kind of collaborative innovation-led approach that allows us to build those products. We still work with Allianz and actually many other insurance providers as well for these larger, more complex risks, which don't fit into our relationship with Sompo. So we, we often end up working with some of the largest aviation insurers on earth um, because we, we come across some very wild and wacky clients, as you might expect, some of them with, with equipment upwards of a million pounds. And in, in those circumstances, we actually go to the market and we work with a number of insurers to place that business. And just on that Sompo example, I mean, there are lots of challenges now people are finding with working with insurance companies on the side of innovation. It sounds like they actually are very good partners to work with, but their name doesn't come up that often. What What is it about Sompo that makes them such good partners for you? And clearly, they're kind of helping you with the innovation, but are they running an innovation team? They've got labs. How does it work in practice? What's worked so well with Sompo is we have a shared vision. Uh, and I think this is the most important piece of the puzzle for InsureTech partnerships. And InsureTech partnerships are slated often uh, on both sides, right? The InsureTech always wants to move too quickly. The insurer always wants to, to be thoughtful and slow and, and, and consider risks more carefully, perhaps, than their kind of InsureTech counterparts. I think what's most important is having a shared vision for where this business unit wants to go and, and what this InsureTech wants to achieve. And what we loved about Sompo and the reason we ended up actually um, forming a long-term partnership with them is they believed in the same future that we believed in, right? We, we know where the drone industry is going. We know that the future of, of aviation and aerial mobility looks nothing like the present, and we're building towards that future. And so when we come to them with a new client which has bespoke needs, or when we come to them with an entirely new use case, which no insurance company on earth has ever seen before, they say, this is the, this is the future that we're building for. Let's get around the table. Let's get our heads together and actually put on our problem solving hats to figure out how we can ensure this client and protect them and unlock the innovation that they want to achieve rather than what 
some other insurance partners might say in, in, in a similar circumstance, which is this is new, it's scary, it doesn't fit within our very specific uh, templated risk appetite. And so we're unwilling to talk about it. So we have this very collaborative approach with Sompo. Uh, we work predominantly with their aviation team uh, because we are, because drones falls under aviation uh, and their aviation team works very closely with their innovation team. So it actually works really, really nicely. And we have some brilliant people around the table uh, from both sides. And one thing I'll add to that is at Flock, we hire individuals who have an ex- extraordinary amount of insurance expertise. We do not only hire uh, young, snappy tech kids uh, we bring them in as well, and they're phenomenal at what they do. But but their counterparts in Flock have often been around the block and know how to run an insurance company and how to work with insurance companies. And, and actually, the bringing together of insurance and technology at Flock has been really, really powerful for us. Distribution is often, in my mind, one of the biggest challenges that faces organizations. They may have good tech, they may be looking at a new area, but actually being able to scale and get out to the customer. So you mentioned you're acting as an MGA, you've also got brokers, but what have you done to get out there and be known and and bring the clients in? That's a really good question. In insurance distribution is a real challenge for young companies who don't necessarily have, um, you know, a war chest of cash at their disposal, nor dozens of years um, experience in building these distribution chains. So the way we've got about it at Flock, we really have a, a two pronged approach. So we have our own direct sales and marketing team. And what we've done by entering into the niche of drone insurance is we've allowed ourselves to essentially build a brand, um, which is now recognized and trusted, um, despite being young. And the reason we've been able to achieve that is because, as I said, it's a new space. There's not an enormous amount of competition. And the competition that there is uh, compared to Flock, you know, we've taken this very data-driven, technology-first and customer-obsessive approach. And that's allowed us to actually win an enormous amount of market share quite quickly. We have thousands of businesses now ensuring their operations with Flock. I think that would have been harder for us to achieve um, just being kind of completely transparent if we had entered a more traditional and well-established market. So we got in there early with direct sales and marketing. We built a brand. We established ourselves as a credible player. What we're also doing, the other kind of prong to our distribution approach is via third-party kind of distribution partners. These fall into multiple categories. The most obvious one being brokers. Um, you know, Brokers choose to work with us because of the same reason that our customers choose to work with us. It's this really slick digital approach that is that puts flexibility and speed first. And so our brokers get to interact with us over the phone or via a digital portal, and they get to sell really brilliant products to their customers. So their customers like it. They enjoy working with us. And we're now building distribution, not only in the UK, uh, with the official Bieber broker for the UAV industry, but also actually across Europe and further afield, in fact, uh, with, with some of our broker partners. Okay, let's grab that acronym, Bieber. That's the British Insurance Brokers Association. They represent most of the UK insurance brokers. And you also heard the UAV industry. That stands for unmanned aerial vehicle, like drones, for example. Distribution isn't just via brokers when we're talking about partners. We've also got this second piece, which is what we, we we call them embedded partners, right? And I know that embedded is becoming a bit of a buzzword in the insurance space. But the way we think about this, you know, drone drone companies are using all sorts of technologies already, right? So they're using drone management platforms to actually fly their drones and, and record all of their flights. And these drone management platforms are well trusted and regularly used by these clients. And so what we do at Flock is we go and we partner with these management platforms, with these third parties, and we say, this is a two-way relationship. We'll absorb data from your platform and we'll use that data 
to assess and quantify and understand risk. And you can actually go and sell flock insurance directly to your customers who already use you, who already trust you, right? And so flock as a flexible insurance provider then becomes essentially a value added service that these third parties can sell on directly to their clients. And as we've moved from the drone industry into the more established commercial motor industry, we're unlocking the exact same form of distribution with some of the world's leading telematics companies who are already selling devices into their customers. They're already trusted by their customers. They're already delivering insights to their customers. And now they have a flexible data-driven insurance product that they can tag on and sell to their customers as well, which is unlocking value for their customers and also obviously revenue for them. Um, so that, that's our kind of our, our approach to distribution so far. It's allowed us, like I said, to, to kind of build a really respectable brand with our direct approach and build some really comprehensive distribution networks quite quickly with brokers and, and embedded partners. No, that's great. Ed. Thanks for sharing that. So much useful insight in there. It should almost be required listening or reading for people when they start a business because trying to go out there, unless you've got a war chest like lemonade and can spend $100 million a year trying to <laughs> market directly is really is why well, impossible. Okay, I'm just going to jump in and interrupt myself here. Listening to this again, there really is an awful lot in that last section about distribution. And this is one of the things that distinguishes new companies in insurance that succeed or fail. Now, why did I say it should be required reading? Well, if you haven't already discovered them, we are writing out the highlights of our interviews in the podcast section of the Instec London website in neatly packaged sections. So you can go back, find the key insights to read again or share. Follow the link in the episode notes or just go to London to find them. Now, back to my question to Ed. Is there a group of brokers that wouldn't traditionally have sold aviation type products or drone type products but are, are looking at you and going, well, that's a new area they can get involved with. They know how to be a broker and it's a great new opportunity. Or is it more that it's people who are already in this space? The reason I ask is that I think part of the potential for growth on both sides for brokers and technology companies is the brokers recognizing that they are still a great distribution to the market, but they need to be a bit more flexible and imaginative about who they go and sell to and what they go and sell. So you're a good case study as to whether they're able to do that or not. Some of the brokers who we work with have already got established um, distribution networks in aviation and in drone. And now they see us as a really credible NGA who's able to offer them a flexible product that their customers would like. And some of the brokers we speak to actually don't know much about the space at all. Maybe they've seen a couple of risks and they've always disregarded these risks because they don't fall within the kind of traditional business that these brokers generally work with. And as they heard about Flock, especially as uh, actually because of our Bieber announcement recently that we've, we're now the appointed Bieber broker, these brokers now see us as a kind of safe, trusted home for those aviation policies that they might otherwise have never been able to, to sell. Um, so it's, it's really from all angles. You kind of dropped a hint in there, or maybe a bit more explicit about where you're going next with commercial motor. And I know that wasn't just a casual choice. You ran, he's in kind of tapping into your engineering background, you ran a number of experiments about how to figure out where the best opportunities were. So could you just talk a little bit, what, what does that actually mean when you talk about commercial motor? And then it would be great if you could share some of the experiments or how you actually decided that was the right area to go into. So let me start with the second question then, how we actually chose commercial motor. So look, the, the drone industry is super exciting. It's growing really quickly. There's tons of new opportunity. It, it's a kind of green field. But we knew that the technology we built at Flock 
um, you know, we wanted to, to spread our wings a bit and take it into new markets, which are more established and where we, to be honest, where we think we can impact lives more immediately and to a greater extent. Our broader mission at Flock is to make the world a safer and smarter place. And we don't think we can achieve that quickly enough uh, if we're only in one industry. So we decided to launch into a much larger industry. And the way that we did this, we took quite an analytical approach, actually, with respect to how we launched our new industry. We wanted to launch in, into an industry that was large and growing. And that had a high degree of connectivity and a growing degree of connectivity. Those were our kind of four really key criteria. More great insights that Ed just shared with us there. So it's worth just going back and restating Flock's four criteria for looking at a new area to move into for a business that could apply to you. First of all, launch into an industry that is large. Secondly, an industry that is growing. Thirdly, one that had a high degree of connectivity. And fourthly, where that connectivity itself is going to keep growing. Stand by though, Ed's got even more criteria for how the external market fitted with their own skill sets as well. There were additional criteria around kind of how adjacent that market is, how much of our data sets we could reuse, how many of our API integrations we could reuse, and so on. So there was an efficiency piece to that as well. And we looked at a lot of industries, right? We looked at micro-mobility, so scooters and e-bikes. We looked at commercial motor. We looked at haulage. We looked at aviation. We looked at cargo shipping. We even ran projects, paid projects in some instances, on some of those spaces. And we spoke to an enormous number of customers. I, I can't tell you how many customer calls we did. I was, you know, there were there were periods of days on end where I was just on the phone nonstop to trucking companies uh, around the country, understanding their need, their pain points. And really what we were looking for, as I said, those kind of initial criteria, but maybe even more importantly, do our value propositions resonate with these customers? And, and, and here's where we honed in on commercial motor. When we spoke to some of the commercial motor fleets, and I'm talking about mid-sized commercial motor fleets here in the UK, so kind of 20, 25 vehicles and above on our roads, what I discovered was, and what, what we discovered as a business was, this space is evolving at an absolutely breakneck speed. So these, these companies, they're adopting new technologies, they're buying telematics. They're installing these devices into their cars really, really quickly. Um, but not only are they adopting new technologies, they're adopting new business models as well. So ride hailing, short-term leasing and self-drive hire, um, you know, you name it. These, these companies are adopting these new business models really, really quickly. And they're growing. And, and they're adding new vehicles to their fleet every single day. And they're adding new drivers to their fleet every single day. So they've got new business models. They're growing really quickly and they're expanding. They're adopting new technologies. But, and this is a critical but, the insurance industry really isn't moving fast enough, right? And so this gap is opening up. These companies, these, these kind of digital first, flexible fleets are growing quickly and changing and the insurance industry isn't changing fast enough. And the gap opens up, meaning the fleets feel underserved by their insurance companies and they come to see insurance as a bit of a blocker. So when we started speaking to these fleets and saying, hey, look, we've got this flexible product and approach. What if we were to launch it for you? Would you be interested? The response we got was, absolutely overwhelmingly positive and and actually funnily enough some of our larger drone customers have fleets of vans and they came to us and said actually if you're looking at for, for new products would you mind insuring our vans with this same kind of flexible per day per journey basis that you do our drones 
And so it was a, it was a combination of a kind of a very analytical approach where we looked at the market and a very customer led kind of customer pull approach as well, where we were pulled into the market by existing customers and potential new customers. And so what we did was we launched Flock Motor, which is our actually it's our connected vehicles division. We're specifically going after the connected element of commercial vehicles. And we launched that on the 8th of December last year. Um, and it's been a bit of a roller coaster since then, to be honest. What stands out for me is what I've heard elsewhere about successful CEOs of fast-growing businesses is that sort of intense period of, of questioning and focus around one area. So, I mean, the challenge for you running a business is there's always so many things going on that need your attention. It sounds like you said, no, we're going to focus entirely on, or not necessarily entirely, but focus a substantial amount of your time, go deep into these interviews with people, figure out what's going on, and then make a decision. Is that, is that right? It sort of happened over a fairly short period, and then you knew where to go next. Yeah, there was a really intensive kind of three month, I would say, period where we went from being purely a drone MGA to exploring all these different markets, identifying the most valuable ones, speaking to dozens of customers and deciding which market we were going to launch into and then beginning to hire for the business that we were we were about to build with, inside our existing business. So, you know, looking back, I think we could have probably done it faster. Um, you know, it's good to hold ourselves to account. I think we could have moved even faster on that. Um, but I'm I'm really glad we did it because it's allowed us to evolve into um, what, what, in my opinion, will be a business that can have a much bigger impact. I'm sure there'll be a next time. Be, I can sense there'll be more experiments to come at some point in the near future. Uh, and then how about clients? I know you've got some clients already lined up. So you launched it in December and you've now got, last time we spoke, I bet it's gone out, was uh, three um, fleet clients, or you probably described them more eloquently. But yeah, are you able to talk a bit about those? The best way to, would probably be to, for me to describe one of our clients, um, a, a really exciting company. We absolutely love them. They're called Elmo, uh, and they offer electric vehicles on subscription. If you don't want to purchase an electric vehicle, but you want to have access to one maybe for three months or two months or five months, um, they offer this flexible electric vehicle subscription service. And they need, need an insurance product that was as flexible as they were, right? And that could move as quickly and scale as they move and, and scale. And so we, we onboarded them just at the very end of last year. Uh, we integrated with their telematics platform, which is Samsara. And now, as predicted, they are doing brilliantly well. It's a really popular product and, and they love working with Flock, which is which is brilliant. Um, is you know, if we we can do anything we can do to help them scale, uh, that that's what we're here for. We we see ourselves as very much their partner rather than their vendor. And traditionally in the MGA space, people were collecting or sharing information with their capacity providers through spreadsheets and borderers and binders and all sorts of sort of lawyers and acronistic language i'm kind of suspecting that that's not how you're actually sharing data with your clients with your capacity and probably have a sort of slightly more uh, 21st century way of using and getting access to data the way that we get access to, to vehicle data is actually like i said through telematics integrations um, these cars are already fitted with telematics devices and we integrate directly with them. That allows us to pull data and understand where these vehicles are, how they're being driven and so on. Then from with that, we can undertake our own risk analysis uh, and actually start to price up insurance policies. And we're really fortunate to work with actually a number of incredibly innovative uh, motor insurers who on the back end are providing the capacity, but who work with us really collaboratively to make sure that we're moving as quickly as our, as our customers need. Like you said, um, we're not necessarily exchanging spreadsheets with these insurers, but what I would say actually is, you know, we're early in our journey in, into motor. We've only launched into motor relatively recently. And when you launch it, when you're a startup and you launch into a new space, 
it's really important not to wait until everything is 100% perfect. Sometimes you have to, um, I think the expression is, you know, building a startup is like jumping off a cliff and building an airplane on the way down. Now, I wouldn't say it's that high risk what we do, but we certainly move quickly. And, and the way we like to see it, we, we move uh, uncomfortably slowly and our insurance partners move uncomfortably quickly. And by meeting in the middle, we're able to do um, things relatively quickly from an insurance perspective, uh, but maybe not as quickly as we would like and maybe slightly too, too fast for our insurance partners. That's a nice way of describing it. And how, how about pricing, though? Because if you haven't got loss experience, how are you able to know that you're charging the right price? So we work really collaboratively with our insurance partners to achieve that. And um, we have very frank and open conversations with them. We often have a back and forth where we compare different approaches. Uh, but what's what's important here is that we augment uh, traditional data sets with much newer and less explored data sets. So right now, for example, in the motor space, we're pulling data on traffic conditions, on weather conditions. We're pulling data from Google Maps uh, so that we can actually start understanding specific location data as well. We're pulling data from Google Street View and we're actually analyzing hundreds of thousands of images so that we can have a much more granular understanding of risk in real time as these vehicles uh, undertake their journeys. And so we're bringing these new data sets to the table and then we work and collaborate closely with the insurance partners who bring their data and experience to the table as well. And it's actually that coming together of our experience and our technology with their experience and their data that allows us to do, do quite remarkable things. And I guess you're also working with some of those early adopters as well who you know, presumably are willing for things to be a little bit messy, as, as you said, and gives you a chance earlier on. And so you're doing this in, in what, in the UK and potentially Europe as well? So Motor is just UK at the moment. Um, we, we definitely have ambition to expand into Europe. Like I said, our, our drone business is now active across Europe via Flock GmbH. Our motor business will follow. Um, and then, you know, ultimately down, down the line, we very much have our eyes set on the US, um, the largest, the most developed insurance and drone and motor market on earth. Um, and, and again, crying out for a solution like this in the commercial space. Um, but launching in the US is, is particularly tricky, as you know. Yeah, well, that's going to be my next question, actually. How, how does what you're doing in the UK compare with, from a technology point of view, what's happening elsewhere? I mean, the Italians were sort of probably the most advanced in terms of user-based insurance going back 10 years ago. Israel, they're doing quite a lot of things. Where do we sit in the UK in terms of technology and what you're able to do? Are you able, I mean, presumably you can learn from what's happening elsewhere, but how does it all fit together? When we did our, our kind of deep dive into the commercial uh, fleet space, what we found is it's actually quite dramatically underserved across the globe. Um, a lot of the UBI and kind of telematics innovation that's been happening has been in the personal line space. And the, the commercial space has actually been surprisingly neglected, especially given how large the opportunity is. I mean, you know, when we're talking about commercial motor insurance, we're talking about a 100 billion pound plus uh, market globally, which is extraordinary. And it's, and it's underserved by technology. So you can probably count on one hand the number of kind of innovative data-driven insurance providers in the commercial motor space. And actually, a surprising number of them are right here in the UK. And I think that actually speaks to the, you know, it's testament to the ecosystem that you and others have helped to build. The InsureTech ecosystem in the UK is really amazing. And I think it comes from two things. One, we have a brilliant technology culture in London and actually, uh, you know, further afield in the UK. And some of the, the hottest fintech startups in the UK are doing really brilliant things globally now. And B, we have a really large, thriving and innovative insurance industry here in the UK. And like I said earlier, it's that coming together of fast moving 
technology companies and startups and risk takers um, with potentially slower moving but extremely experienced insurance experts and professionals and institutions. And I think there's something unique about London specifically, uh, but soon it will be it will be much broader than London, especially with the kind of proliferation of remote working, that the UK is, is actually on track to be the insurtech leader of the world, if it isn't already. Um, and I, like I said, it's, it's definitely that coming together of technology and insurance expertise that allows that to happen. Yeah, and, and great to see you've been part of it. I guess also you've got a, a sort of positive tailwind behind you with this shift towards electric vehicles because you know they tend to be better connected, got more telematics in them. You know that acceleration of reducing our dependency on on diesel and petrol is presumably going to help there as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and electric vehicle adoption is through the roof. It's going through its fastest ever period of growth. I mean, you can look at the Tesla share price to, to confirm that. It's not just proliferation of electric vehicles, though. It's proliferation of technology in general, which is what um, takes these new emerging industries even further from the traditional insurance approach and broadens that gap. And, and that's really where Flock steps in. You know, we sometimes describe ourselves as bridging the gap between the insurers of today and the technologies of tomorrow. So electric vehicles, telematics, connected autonomous vehicles, drones, this is what we have our, our sites kind of squarely set on. And yeah, it sounds like delivering on something that many insurers are still struggling to be able to offer. And, and you talked about embedded insurance before in terms of how you're selling the drone insurance and, and also uh, through through third parties. But what about some of the large so automotive distributors or whether it's cars or trucks? Are you looking at them as a way of distributing your product that they can sell to their own customers? Uh, we absolutely are, yes. And I think that there's an enormous opportunity there. Um, you know, most of the major manufacturers now are building connectivity right into the vehicle itself. By 2025, the absolute, the, the vast majority of vehicles produced, new vehicles produced, will have a degree of internet connectivity. And so, the, the, you know, the rate of change there is extraordinary. And, you know, are they looking at us? Uh, I certainly hope they're looking at us. We're, we're already working with many of the leading drone manufacturers in exactly that way. They see us as their insurance partner. When they sell a drone, it comes with a connected embedded insurance product. Um, you know, when we do this podcast again in a few years time, I hope to tell you a similar story about our journey in motor. Good. And just another sort of angle on this, which is very much top topical just now, is the whole risk reduction area. And certainly commercial fleet operators have been monitoring driver behavior for uh, for decades now, albeit somewhat mechanically. But presumably with what you're able to access to and provide back to your clients, there's an angle of this that can help with them with their own risk reduction. That's exactly right. And I think this is this is maybe the most important piece of the puzzle for me. It's certainly the piece that ties in with our much broader vision. So at Flock, our vision is to make the world a safer and smarter place, right? So we actually want to help our customers, the businesses who are using Flock, to understand and reduce risks. We think that's the future of insurance. The future of insurance, in my mind, is not a company that pays a claim when something goes wrong. That's absolute table stakes. But the future of insurance for me is a company that leverages its unique position with respect to the data that it has and the insights that it has to actually allow customers to mitigate risks and ultimately save lives. And so at Flock, we've been building that into our technology 
right since we started in kind of 2015, 2016. In the motor space, we want to do the exact same thing. So we want to be providing fleet managers with dashboards, helping them understand the risk of their fleet at any given time, where their fleet is, who's taking risks, which drivers are high or low risk, which vehicles are high or low risks, and which areas are high or low risk. But we will, we also want to be passing those insights onto the drivers themselves so that drivers can understand risks in real time and take active steps to mitigate those risks. In the drone space, we've been doing this for years. Like I said, we've issued one and a half million quotations, actually actually significantly more now. Uh, and, and the last time we checked, we had managed to reduce risk on average for our customers by 15% uh, by helping them make up to 15 changes per flight. So for any given flight, a customer can use our app. They can see the risks around them. They can change the time of flight, the location, and so on. And they make 15 changes per flight. They reduce their risk metric by 15%. And they reduce their price by 15% as well. If we can achieve something similar in motor, we, we will actually end up, um, well, hopefully, fingers crossed, kind of significantly impacting road risk and, and ideally saving a great number of lives uh, and, and thus achieving our broader mission of making the world a safer and smarter place. We're already running a lot of experiments with our existing motor fleet customers. We've identified with one of our customers with over 50 vehicles and just three of their drivers um, were contributing to around 25% of the risk of their fleet, um, which was astonishing to learn. And when we provided that feedback to the customer, they said that they would be willing to make active changes to mitigate that. And so early days for, for Flop Motor, but we're already starting to demonstrate that our technology works and that we can help to mitigate risks. Yeah, I think one of those drivers went past me on the road the other day doing 60 miles an hour in a, in a 30 mile an hour limit. So uh, <laughs> certainly if you can if you can reduce that, that would be uh, that'd be great. And, and actually, you know, just in the last week, I've spoken to three companies, all of whom I think represent one, some of the best in this area of actually really being able to do something around innovation and move it into underwriting. And all three of them are very active in this whole area of you're recognizing that, that what customers want and expect is risk reduction. And I think the big challenge for them as an insurance company is how do they actually monetize that? So can you start charging for it? Uh, and I, I think there's going to be some really big differences in how insurance is, is sold in the future on that one. And a couple more things before we wrap up. In terms of people you're looking to partner with or work with uh, around the world, any specific requests or people you'd like to hear from that might be able to help you? Um, wow, that's a good question. So I guess we this would fall into three broad brackets, actually four broad buckets. So the first is obviously fleets themselves. Uh, I don't know how many uh, automotive or drone fleets are listening to your podcast, but if you're out there, we have a flexible insurance product and we want to meet you. I think secondly is the insurers, right? We, we work with a number of insurers and we like to build our relationships over time. It's a kind of lines, not dots mentality for us. And so the earlier we start the conversation, the better. Right now we're in the drone space and we're in the motor space. Uh, it won't be long. We'll be moving into new spaces. So we're, we're always keen to speak with insurance companies, innovation departments, and actually business units who are working on new and exciting and data-driven products uh, that they think can help to improve the lives of their customers. Uh, thirdly would be distribution. So if you're a broker and, and you're kind of listening to this, <laughs> or if you know a broker and they're interested in actually distributing these kinds of new flexible uh, data-driven products, we are actively working on building our distribution um, right now. And fourth would, would actually be uh, potential hires. Um, you know, we're always hiring at Flock. Um, we're looking for extraordinary people, creative people, um, we don't care where you went to school or what university you went to. Uh, we care about, about the energy and the excitement and the passion and the new insights that you can bring. So 
Um, if you're in the insurance sector and you're listening to this and you fancy taking the plunge and, and going over to the, the bright side and working with a technology-driven insure tech, uh, we definitely want to meet you. And if you're a technologist and you're interested in, in working for what is a very different insurance company, uh, we want to meet you too. That's great. I mean, you probably don't want to get thousands of emails to Ed at Flock. What's the best way for them to... Uh get into the organization well you've, you've only gone and told them my email so thank you for <laughs> <that>. <laughs> uh, so so the best way is just to actually just go on our website which is flockcover.com uh, and you can a take a look at all the work we're doing and, and read about our story and b you can get in touch uh, right through the website it's, it's really really easy well actually i do have one person i'm warming up for you he's like you he's so busy that it's good to get the timing right but he has got the database of every single vehicle and digger and all sorts of other sort of boys toys around the world and he's got something incredible like a mailing list of a hundred thousand people and he gets ten thousand people to respond to his survey so i just think you know, as a as a member of instead london it's kind of what we do i'm very keen to introduce the two of you at the right time meaning when he's got time to talk to you but it's things like that i think that really make this work um, excellent I, I welcome it when he has the time <laughs> uh, and and on that, you know, thank you for your support for Instead London. I mean, what was it about what we've been doing? We've known you for a while, but I just, you know, it's always good to know why people actually committed to spend some money with us and support us. Two quick answers to this. The first one is the is the you know the political one. Um, we love what you're doing. We love that you're building an insure tech ecosystem in London and connecting the dots. Um, it's is actually really really valuable. And obviously, everyone in the flock team absolutely loves your podcasts loves the materials that you put together so so we love we, we, we're big fans um here's a here's a little anecdote for you which you might not actually know so we met uh, one of our most important hires who ended up joining our leadership team and becoming an investor in flock through an instech london event back in 2016 it was probably one of the first events that you were running in london and i can't remember who it was it might have been your pal robin mertens who said uh, if anyone has anything that they want to add at the end of this session, just stand up and get on stage and you've got, you know, 60 seconds to pitch your startup. And this was before we'd raised any money. It was before we even had a product. And I, I got on stage and I think there were kind of, you know, 200 people in the audience. This is back, this is in back when audiences were legal. And I got on stage and I said, look, we're, we're building this, this company, this risk analysis company. I think we might be able to change the way that insurance works with our risk analysis, but I'm not sure yet. Uh, if you work in insurance and you're interested in joining us, let me know. And and a man called John Rowlands uh, put his hand up and said, yeah, I, I'm up for a chat. And and uh, it wasn't too long after that that he left his job in the city and joined us and came straight onto our leadership team uh, and actually became an investor in the company as well. And it was a, a love story since since then. He was with us for a number of years. He's actually now gone off and joined Key uh, and he's doing brilliantly there. And it's so exciting for him that he kind of used us as a springboard into the, the world of InsureTech, but a springboard that we were very, very happy to provide. So um, yeah, we, we owe you a debt of, of gratitude and we think that the work you're doing is great. No, I love that story. There's so many like that. And uh, yeah, we're great fans of John Rowlands. He actually, yeah, he left a broker to go and work with you. So anybody out there who's working for a broker, uh, yeah, let's look at John's directory and see how successful it was. And Ed, when you get to be a, a, a unicorn, we're going to dust down that video because we actually videoed you in that and we're going we're gonna to oh. show how it all started. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. Uh, fantastic. And then, I mean, I, I don't ask this question because you're doing so much and you've got so much growth, but I know you've got more things in sight in the future. So you know, what, can you reveal what is sort of out there in the, in the glory, glorious future for, uh, for Flock? The way we see things, we want to become the go-to insurance provider for connected and autonomous vehicles. Uh, that, that's the, the, the one-liner. So if it's connected to the internet, 
uh, if it's autonomous, we want to have access to that data. We want to calculate risk. We want to mitigate risk and we want to ensure risk. So today it's drones and commercial motor fleets, uh, specifically cars. Soon it's vans, soon it's trucks. Uh, and then the world's our oyster. I, I think that, you know, I, I, you know, and fingers crossed things go as well as they possibly can. And, and any startup can say this. But for us, we see a really interesting future in the, in the world of, co- of connectivity and autonomy. And that includes everything from cargo shipping to aviation. Um, and 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 beyond. So that that's the future that we see. And right now we're UK and Europe, but we have our eyes set on Asia and the US, like I mentioned earlier. So building a truly digital, truly global insurance company for connected and autonomous vehicles. Uh, hopefully, that's what I'll be telling you about in a couple of years' time on on this podcast. Yeah, no, I'm sure you will. It's been tremendous watching you so far, and uh, I can see it happening. And just you mentioned London back there for instead, but we, we 50% of our listeners just now are, are listening in from outside of the UK, and actually we've had a really big run of corporate members coming in the last couple of months, many of whom are actually in the US, in Australia and around the world. So we, we ourselves are, are, are also global. So hopefully we can help you expand globally. But Ed, you've got a business to run. I don't want to keep you much longer, but just before we finally wrap up, anything else we didn't cover that we should be talking about now? Otherwise, we can let you go. I honestly think we've covered everything, Matthew. <laughs> I've been talking far too much. That was tremendous. Thank you very much. And uh, look forward to seeing you face to face at another event. At some point, we'll get back together again. Thank you, Matthew. I look forward to it too. Well, we're delighted of Ed, Anton and the team at Flock as corporate members of Instec London. They're joining a growing group of insurers and technology companies from around the world, driving change in insurance and looking for the best partners to work with. You can find out what we're up to at www.instec.com. London updated most days and weekly in our not too serious newsletter you can sign up on the website or of course please do contact me Matthew Grant on LinkedIn or any of us at hello at instec.london catch us again next Sunday